Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, John Murphy, the assistant general manager of the Toronto Argonauts. Um, what can you tell the fans about Cameron Judge? All of us agreed that he was the best player, you know, on the board, and that was very exciting. You know, from what I know right now, you know, his thing was uh, I want to concentrate on this NFL workout. So for him to have a shot of working out for the Raiders. Uh, I think it's something very important for him at this stage of his career. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is, and you're not going to believe what's just happened in the last four minutes. It's a miracle. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. And um, look at Maybe I should let Moose DuPont take over. We've realized now that with two hours live daily on Game Plus TV Network, we've changed things up a little bit. And you guys tell me in the back, can you hear the fan? Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not a bad thing, Clark, because I'm actually going to live. I'm not going to die. Like, they're all mad back here. It's an HR violation. That what? That I asked for something no, and no, no, actually no. got it? For you to die of heat exhaustion. Weeks, weeks ago, I was asking for a fan because it's so bloody hot under these lights and there's no air circulation. And all of a sudden, Alan, the intern, of well, all people, finds a fan. I want to give credit, like... This is a tag team action between Jordan Wall, who set you off, and then Alan getting the fan. Between the two of them, we've solved at least a temporary solution. Well, to the I problem. feel like Deshaun Watson here or Le'Veon Bell. I had to throw a temper tantrum just to get what I wanted. And then guess what? I got it. And then these guys are mad that you can hear the fan over the microphones, but. <sighs> like, I, enough's enough. I, I will say, the lights are hot over here, too. And I don't. Yeah, but you can, get up and leave. That in the is, I, of this I at least can leave for a segment here and there. But like, I'm, I'm sweating too. I might not even leave this on for much longer. But at least it's a break. It's a reprieve. Yeah, I know it's been minus 55 outside, but <clears throat> again, that's <laughs> enough. Let's hit the uh, quick six show topics, please, Jordan. And thank you. Thank you. The guy almost had a nervous breakdown over plugging this fan in the, br- and that, that's the other thing that we're missing. But Ryan saved the day, as usual. Number one, the CFL is raging. It continues to rage. Some are laughing, some are chortling, some are celebrating, and some are downright upset at what's gone on in the last 24, 48 hours in the Canadian Football League. Cameron Judge has signed with the Toronto Argonauts. You just heard John Murphy in the intro, the Argos GM, saying he was their number one free agent on the board, and they got him. And Ryder fans are upset that they've lost these stars in the form of uh, Charleston Hughes and Cameron Judge and Solomon Elamimian. The Bombers are trolling the Riders and their fans. It just seems like a normal CFL day, doesn't it? The CFL is back. You know, it feels like the CFL is back. And I love it. We need more of this. I think it's wonderful. The Argo fans, by the way, are writing in like crazy. <laughs> there, there's a lot of Argo fans that are very. They've come off the mat because they know that they're not going to get their Argo talk literally anywhere else. Roxanne from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions writes in. She says, "You need a Dyson fan. No sounds. I'm just happy to have a fan. Whatever gets the job done. Uh, it's getting the job done today. I'm going and, to live. And you know what? For our audio listeners, if you stop, it sounds like we're doing it outside." You know, on the beach somewhere. So, I mean, it's like we're on location, and I love it. I think it's great. So just envision that we're doing the show on the beach. You can hear the breeze coming over the water. Ivan the Argo fan writes in, and he says, Chortle, that's a good word. I actually looked it up on the weekend, and I put it into my uh, 10 things column. I had to look up Chortle on the weekend. Uh, so to point two on this, it's will the CFL play? I know we covered this an hour ago, but I also know we've got a bunch of new viewers here this hour, so I'll say it again. I'm still saying that the CFL is going to play, and here's why. 
for a variety of reasons, but they know that they have to. And although they don't have the money that they want to spend on it right now, they're going to get a cash injection to play, just like the NHL has in the form of their billion-dollar loan that five teams have accessed. Maybe more since I first read that article. The government's injected some cash into some other leagues. The CFL has to do it. And while I don't think that they're necessarily aware of how they're perceived, I'm not sure they're aware of how they're perceived. I know that they care how they're perceived. There is a difference, right? Oh, yeah. And they have to play. They absolutely have to play. Or this league is done. So for the players to threaten to retire, I don't think that's going to make them move any faster. I don't. But this league, if it doesn't play in 2021, they're done anyways. And they wouldn't have made all these crazy uh, salary choppings and staff reductions if they for, for nothing. So that's why. And maybe, maybe the government steps up and provides that cash injection that I'm talking about. Do you think that they will? I'd like to think there's a chance. For sure. You know, I think that we see the, the results of the Canadian football league. We know the impact it has on this country and how important it is to continue. Um, yeah, I, I could see it happening. I really could. David Ice watching in Winnipeg says, yes, the CFL will play. I'm going on record today and saying the CFL will play in 2021. Roger Yee in Calgary says, Roddy, get Danny Barrett and Roy Shivers on. That would be good. We've asked Shivers, doesn't want to come on. He doesn't like me very much, and that's okay. It's mutual. And Danny Barrett with the Houston Texans, the last we asked, he was too busy. It was in season, and he didn't have time. It was when we were in Houston. So don't know what else to say about that. Moving on. Point three, Paul Bissonnette from Spittin' Chicklets, our good friend, saying on his podcast that the Toronto Maple Leafs will win the Stanley Cup. And I flirted with that being the poll question today. We uh, ended up going with the Argos, and if the signing of Cameron Judge now makes them great cup favorites, majority of people saying no, it does not. But with the Leafs, maybe they'll win the Stanley Cup. I was looking at it again. What are they, 24 points? They get the most points in the NHL. Right now, they're the best team in the NHL, but there's a lot of hockey left to be played. I just caution people that Biz Nasty said on this show he's a closet Leafs fan being from Welland, Ontario. So he's not necessarily non-biased. Nor are you. Right. As a Leaf fan. But are you with Biz that you think they're going to win the Stanley Cup? No, I don't. Um, I think that they can win the Stanley Cup, and I think they're one of a small group of teams that are cup contenders. You know, I, I do. I think they're... There is, you know, more cup contenders this year than, than a normal season. But I think they're part of that group that are contenders. Um, do I think they're going to win the cup? No, I can't bet on them to win the cup because they haven't shown me anything that they can get over the hump and win those series. They win a playoff series and all of a sudden that goes a long way. They're making a lot of uh, strides. A lot of strides. But what happened against the Senators the other night is unforgivable. And they're still a very young team. I think we forget that. They're an extremely Young team. Yeah. But tonight, the rematch against the Sens. Well, and it's that's the rematch. Learning how to win is a big thing, right? Because you got to play 60 minutes. They showed in that game that they're better than the Ottawa Senators. And it's not close, right? But when you put your feet up and you don't play 60 minutes, it's over. Like, the, 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 the line is razor thin in the NHL, right? So, it'll be fun tonight. Joe Hamilton's watching in St. Louis. He says, besides being a Blues fan first, I'm a Leafs fan second. Sorry about that. Although being a Blues fan of late, not a bad thing. Moving on, uh, point four, our Tuesday NHL leftovers. This is from last night, brought to you by Tupperware. I got to go find it. I said it was a nice break from Scotia North Hockey last night because when the Canadian division's playing, I, I lose track of everything else. Yeah. So last night it was all American teams that we were watching, and uh, I quite enjoyed it, and this is what I picked up. Ty Smith, the Lloyd Minster product, former Spokane chief, looks absolutely dynamite with the New Jersey Devils on their blue line. He does not look like a rookie. He was on the World Junior Team for Canada last year. He's amazing. What's the Wild Kings game? Stayed up for that one. Austin Wagner didn't do much last night. Had a stat line of 0-0-0, but he had three hits. And Adam Beckman, the Spokane Chiefs grad from Saskatoon, did not play. Kalen Addison, the Hurricanes defenseman, made that was his, his debut, debut for yeah. the Wild, but I didn't see how he did. I didn't either. 
Uh, point four, not digging the Vegas Knights lids, and I was trolled by Avalanche fans after the game, so I'm moving on. And point five, the Jets will beat the Oilers tonight. I haven't looked up the odds at Come On Official, our official betting partner, but I got to think Mike Smith versus Connor Hellebuck. Where, what else do you need? Who do you think wins tonight? Yeah, I'm with you. You got to go with the Jets, but I mean, it's going to be. I, I hope it's 80s hockey again. Uh, you know, not that we're going to get the fights, but 80s hockey, I, I could see it coming up uh, again tonight because there's so much firepower. But yeah, I got to go with you on, on the Jets. I've turned the fan off. I'll live for another day. Moving on to point five, and we won't spend a ton of time on this, but the Raptors did win last night over the Milwaukee Bucks. I did not, I did not spend time on that. I was watching Mass Mutual Division hockey huh. and uh, Honda West Division hockey. The Central Division's really come on, by the way. For a time, the number one team in the Central Division was a 500 team. Now the worst team in the Central Division, the Discover Central Division, has a 500 record. They went from being the worst division to maybe the best. I know. And you know who's in that division? Tampa Bay, Florida. Very Columbus starting to get their act together. Very competitive. Anyways, back to the Raptors. I just said yesterday that they should not be making trades, at least now. They got over a month until the NBA trade deadline. What you need is for your best players to be your best players. There's a reason why that's such a cliche and it works in every sport. Who were the big guys last night? Spicy P, Fred Van Vliet, and Lowry when he was in the game. That should be an, should be enough to win a regular season game in Milwaukee. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be enough to claim your second championship in three years. But I'm not a huge fan of making those deadline deals. How often do they work out? I know. Not as often as you think, right? You hope you can get some, some key pieces. Maybe you find you know a six forward to come off the bench, somebody to come off the bench, mm-hmm. but... Um, no, I, it's just not going to turn you from a middle of the pack team into a championship contender, but it might round out your group. So I say, see where you're at. I'm with you a little bit. See where you're at a little bit you're starting to get your groove, find your identity. And if you need some, some big help down the middle, then look at that towards the deadline. Uh, and point six of the quick six show topics here on the warm up is uh, fear that ear. Speaking of the Milwaukee Bucks, that's their hashtag, their slogan. But it might end up being the Edmonton football team slogan because Terry Jones of the Edmonton Sun believes the Edmonton football team has chosen the name Elk as their team name. And quite frankly, I'm in favor of it. I would not have been in favor of any of the other names. They were silly. The what were they? The Eclipse. The Evolution. Evergold, Evergreen. Evergolds, Evergreen. The Elk seems very northern Alberta-ish. Almost more so than the last name, Eskimos. This, I think people are going to get into this fast. Yeah, I do too. I think there's a lot you can do with it. Um, Very exciting. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting. They've they've filed the trademark now for Elk. Um, Can they get those Twitter or those social media handles back? That'll be interesting, but... uh, no, it's good. That's that's hey, we know we've known for a while that's the only choice. My phone is going off like crazy here. Um in a good way. I'm talking about the text line here for Prairie Mobile. Ray from the 416 text in. He says, "Hi Rod, tell people to let us Argo fans enjoy our day in the sun." Games still have to be played, but it's nice to hear any Argos news, especially on Canada's only daytime sports talk show. That's from Ray in the 6. Because everybody else is talking about what happened about last night. I woke up this morning, and that's where I found out about this Cameron Judge to the Argos news, be courtesy of Justin Dunk from 3downnation.com, the CFL's top insider. It's a big deal. Metal Shingle Guy writes in, and Darren, I have a thought on this for you. He's got a few comments here. He says, the Sean Oakman defensive lineman looks like a monster, six foot eight. He says, John Murphy was on Twitch, fan-controlled football, looking for talent. Toronto is going to be a team to deal with if there's a season. John Murphy will be looking under every rock. And I know that's a Chris Jones term, but they will be looking everywhere for talent. But you know what? Every team looks everywhere for talent, which reminds me, you guys tell me when Craig Button logs in because I have some scouting things I'd like to talk about with Craig Button. He is a scout by trade. Right. Right. But with Sean Oakman, sometimes I think... The football people in Canada think that the Canadian public doesn't know who these guys are. 
Sometimes I wonder if the people in the CFL office know who these guys are. But Sean Oakman was part of the Baylor sexual assault, what would you call it? Scandal. Right. Was it 35 to 37 rapes occurred under Art Briles' watch with the Baylor Bears? And Sean Oakman was one of them. Now, having said that, last July, he went to trial and was found not guilty. Okay, but the I was I've been reading up on Sean Oakman since the Argos signed him, and I've had a few people, CFL fans, say to me, you know, one thing that should change with the CFL if and when it comes back is bringing guys with checkered pasts into Canada. Sean Oakman would feel would fill that description. Uh, Martavis Bryant. Who am I to sit and talk about whether they should or they shouldn't? This has always been a second chance league. But there are a lot of people saying that with missing that season, and who knows how the CFL is going to come back, this is the way to scrub it completely clean and make any changes that you think you should. they should make as a league. Should they not be the second-chance league anymore? Should Sean Oakman carry this for the rest of his life? Because that's what the articles, that it was the Florida Sun Sentinel that I was reading, Miami Sun Sentinel, and they were saying that um, this is going to hamper his chances in the NFL. I know. It's, it's tough because you want to be able to give people second chances, but yet you can't always apply that, right? Sometimes you have to worry about your own brand and your identity, and you have to, you have to look out for yourself while, may, you know, not just... It shouldn't carry for the rest of his life, right? But if he's been found not guilty and if a certain period of time has passed and the team and the league feel comfortable about the guy and he's been interviewed and, and the dust has settled and they're ready to give him a second chance, I'm for it. I absolutely am. You know, if this was right in the wake of the Baylor incident and right after, and then he's looking for an escape and yeah, we'll take him. Not the best for your image. You have to let that dust settle. You know, and if he's done things to prove that he's changed. And that's the thing. It's not just the cancel culture crowd that wants you to be canceled for your actions and then never, ever given a second chance, but it's sports too. Yeah. They're afraid, the teams, of the cancel culture crowd. You know that. They don't want people picketing out front of the stadium. And where do I stand on that? I'm still a second, third, fourth chance guy. And if you still can't get your act together, then we go down that road. And by the way, one last one from John in Edmonton. He's asked a couple times our thoughts on the WHL's new streaming deal through the Verizon. What do they call it? The Verizon media platform? Yep. What do we think? We think it's amazing. We know that we are just under a month away from the Western Hockey League's return to play in terms of in the hub center here. Shoot, they're playing next week in the Central Division in Alberta. What do we think? What can we, can you in 30 seconds or less? We think it's great. It's a way to watch the games. Yeah, it's great. It's great, you know, to have the, the platform to be able to show the games to, to Western Canada, I think is extremely, you know, exciting. Um, I mean, they've had WHL live in the past. So, I mean, it's just good to know that there's going to be continuity moving forward, that the, that the product's going to continue to be good, if not better than it has been in the past, because it has been great. Um, and they're going to continue to provide the league to the fans. Oh, we got just a lot of viewers chiming in. We're going to have to straighten this out later. Ivan, the Argo fan, says the coach of the Argos treated Carter very poorly. No, he didn't. It's Mark Tressman. He's a close personal friend of mine, as is Duran. He's the first guy that truly instilled discipline with Duran. And if you notice, it's the only team he never got in trouble with. And Colin in Ottawa says league office apparently didn't know who Art Bryles was. Even though I'm not a big 12 college football fan, I knew who he was. That's the thing. A lot of people in Canada don't even know these guys' stories coming up from American football, and that's what, what can be said about that. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Craig Button of TSN joins us. Kathy Overton coming up as well from Team Manitoba from inside the Calgary curling bubble. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. 
We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. <sighs> don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming and... Your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So... I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself yes. and you're bleeding. Doesn't happen because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So what more do you want to know? When you when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. Darren DuPont, uh, the Moose, is here. we got viewer takeover and a sports update coming up. But let's go out on video chat now to uh, the Foothills and join our good friend Craig Button. Always looking forward to this visit today. Mr. Button, how are you doing, sir? I am really good, Mr. Peterson. How are you doing? The, the cold is lifting on the prairies. And, and you know, nobody has to tell you or me about dealing with the cold. It's what we do. People go, how do you do it? Well, if you don't do it, you're, what are you going to do? But it, it, the polar vortex really sat in here for quite a long time. You know, we might actually talk hockey in this segment, but I'm predicting we might not. I, But I had a lady this morning, <laughs> I had a lady this morning, John Lynch's wife, say that she went out into the uh, to plug in their car this morning in her house coat, and it was actually warm. It was minus 20. That's a Saskatchewan thing. There. But, so that's one. He's the Don Cherry of football, Craig, 83-year-old guy, graduated with my dad in high school, and I have him on the show once a week. But... I got a buddy by the name of Bob Marier, sober coach in Montreal, sober coach to the stars. And he told me that you and your brother, Todd, grew up not far from them in this area of Montreal. And I said, I thought Craig was a Michigan guy. What's the story? Are you? A, did you grow up in well, Montreal? Yeah, I did. And, and, and the Marier's, I know the Marier's very well. I know Bob like, growing up with them. But I lived in Michigan for 12 years. We moved uh, uh, the Minnesota North Stars when uh, when I started with the North Stars in '88. We, we my wife and I moved to Michigan. My wife was working with the COA, Canadian Olympic Association, at the time, and they were moving their offices to Ottawa. And so we said, "Hey, why, why don't we try to do this? Why don't we uh, uh, see what happens and take it from there?" And I mean, our girls were born in Ann Arbor, Michigan. We lived right there, half a mile from Michigan Stadium. It, it was unbelievable experience. You know. Rod, I was I was thinking the other day. Uh, I was watching. Have you seen the Russian Five? Oh yeah, yeah. Really, really like. I mean, uh, really impressive. I, I I mean, Igor Larionov is a very good friend of mine, and his brother Evgeny worked with your dad and myself with the with the Dallas with the Minnesota North Stars and Dallas Stars for a number of years. So Igor's a real dear friend. But I started to think, 1989, Michigan basketball won the NCAA championship. You might remember Ramil Robinson. I mean, he was a big part of that. Then the Fab Five came in, and uh, you know that was a big thing in in in, in Michigan, Ann Arbor, and in Detroit area. Then you know the hockey team, the University of Michigan hockey team, won two national championships. The Michigan football team in '97 won a national championship. The, the Detroit Red Wings won those Stanley Cups with the Russian Five. The Detroit Pistons were winning NBA championships, and as I was watching the Russian Five, I was thinking. Boy, were we ever in a glorious time uh, in the Detroit uh, Ann Arbor area during our time there. Really, like, you, you know, upon reflection, I go, boy, how lucky were we? 
Oh, for sure. And it's funny you say that. So you didn't know at the time how great it was. It's like Bruce Franklin, and we we're talking about the the uh, the last dance with the Bulls. He's working for the Blackhawks, and you don't realize at the time what's going on with your neighbors in the United Center. But anyways, with Bobby Marier, he and I are in the same field, as you know. We talk almost every day. So he said to please yeah. say hi to Craig next time that you're on, so I'm doing that. And then the other thing, Kathy Overton's coming on next segment. Fifth with Team Alberta, uh, Manitoba, sorry, and she's coming on from the Calgary Bubble. Well, you know who her dad is. The name rings a bell, right? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I worked with I worked with her dad, Doug, for a long time. So here's this connections. You want you want connections, right? You want connections. So my wife works with the Calgary Sport Institute, part of the uh, institutes across Canada, involved with the COC, Canadian Olympic committee and so her and her group are the ones that are that, that, that have set up the bubble the curling bubble in calgary here at windsport wow well so i was telling what, these what guys other connections do we need here you got bobby <laughs> marier you got you, you got kathy overton uh doug overton your dad me and igor larianoff and we're going right around the world with these connections. I know. Who would think, right? It's not six degrees of separation. It's like two. But anyways, yeah. Doug, Doug Overton, a legendary scout, and his son too, right? Doug Jr. Yeah, was with Doug you Jr., guys. yep. Yeah, as, yes, as I recall. Was. So, well, and think about it, like you know, I, like, like you know, back, and we talk about your your dad, who was such a such a terrific person. I mean, so so Doug Junior was doing part time work out of Manitoba. Your dad was 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 a really influential person because you know the way we did it in in the in the West was you know Brad Robson kind of oversaw kind of the West with everybody, but your dad took care of Saskatchewan and then. Doug Jr. took care of Manitoba. And then, you know, th- then they collaborated and corroborated on who the players were and, and, and really guided and, 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 under, and, and tried to make sure, okay, here's who you need to see. And here's who you, and, and, and in a lot of cases, we didn't see players we drafted because we had such great confidence in our scouting group. Your dad, Brad Robson, Doug Jr., our whole network of scouts. This idea that uh, you go out and Les Jackson or Tim Bernhardt or myself or Bobby Jernander, we didn't see all the players. We couldn't see all the players. So we had to understand uh, that the people that the people that worked alongside us were so good at what they did. I, I can tell you this, Rod, those players that we drafted that I didn't see play, but your dad would say, hey, I really believe in this guy. He knew what we were looking for. Boom, away you go. Yeah, and did a heck of a lot of winning <laughs> with that Stars franchise, right? So what yeah, you were we did, doing. But, but the yeah. key, the people that were involved, like, you know what? They were winners in everything they did in life. And, you know, like, I mean, if I, if we, if I ever wanted to put a resume together of, of the number of people, Doug Overton, I mean, Doug Overton Sr., was an executive with 3M. He retired from 3M to come and do full-time scouting. He was doing part-time scouting. Like, you go, I can put those resumes together. Like, people would be just not floored, but talk about impressive people outside of hockey. They were all of that and more. Well, I hope Kathy's watching. I hope she's logged in because we've been talking about her family a lot. Like I said, she's coming up next segment. But a lot of questions are coming in from the viewers. Uh, Our director of scouting, by the way, Craig Smith. We have one here at the Rod Peterson Show. Craig, he's a football guy. Yeah, his name's Craig Smith. Uh, He's worked 20 years in the CFL, won two uh, Grey Cups. He says, big regret not meeting Rod's dad. Well, I'll fill you in someday, Smitty. uh, It would take a couple lunches to do that. But to the NHL. I kind of enjoyed last night's schedule, Craig, because it was a break from the Scotia North Division. That, because when that's on, that's all that I watch. It was nice to see Ty Smith, Austin Wagner, those guys play last night. Uh, I don't know how you felt about last night's NHL slate. Well, no, I loved it too because, you know, first of all, uh, you, you can tap in in the West here, right? So, you know, for me in the Mountain Time Zone, uh, you know, I start hot watching the games at five and I'm in bed by 10 to 11 because I got all the West games, you know, the Vegas, uh, Colorado game last night, fantastic game. I mean, I, I, I gotta say this, 
Bo Byron's going to be a superstar. <laughs> oh boy, is he good! And and he's only going to he's only getting better with each passing game. And 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 you talk about how about Jared Anderson Dolan with the L.A. Kings? You know, uh, you know, from Calgary here, finding his way in the lineup, and he he keeps playing like this. He he's not coming out of the lineup. So t- Ty Smith, I mean, you've watched Ty Rod. The, the guy is poised, like, to, to the nth degree. The, the next time I see Ty panic will be the first time. He, you remember that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza's running away from the birthday party during the fire? Yeah. <laughs> Ty Smith would never, to ever even think about doing that. <laughs> No, he's so poised. I couldn't believe it last oh. night. I think they had him on the top deep pair. I'm like, I'm so glad I can watch this Devils-Rangers game, which 29 seconds in, the gloves are on the ice and they're fighting. I talked to, <laughs> I talked to Kelly McCrimmon the other day about Bowen Byram, and he was like, this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how they got him where, where they were picking, obviously, Colorado. But with when you say that, we got the Lake Tahoe games coming up. I didn't really enjoy the Vegas Colorado game. The Golden Knights are my team now. It was so it was a little too defensive for me. I'm used to this Scotia North 11 goals a night, Craig. <laughs> Well, are you used to the 11 goals a night and the bad goaltending, or do you want to see some good goaltending? You know, Ray Ferraro always talks about it. He goes, I want to see goals, but I don't want to see bad goaltending. You know, I want to see opportunities and everything. But you know what ends up happening? And and, and I think that because you got two really good offensive teams, Rod, in Colorado and Vegas, is that they have so much respect for one another that they know if they open up a little bit, the other team's going to be able to take full advantage. So, you know, good teams – you know, understand who their opponent is and they adjust accordingly. And, 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 you know, I watch that game and I just see, like, to me, they're Stanley Cup contenders, both those teams. And, you know, Kale McCarr didn't play last night. You know, Shea Theodore was back in the lineup after missing uh, some time. And you, you, good teams are, are, are going to understand, whoa, whoa, we have too much – we cannot open up or we're going to get beat and we're going to get beat badly. And, you know, that's what makes you a Stanley Cup contender. How do you feel? The reason I was talking to Krim, by the way, was I said, are you sending Peyton Krebs back? And he was like, I don't want to, <laughs> but we have to because he's got yeah. five points in four games, I think. How do you feel about these AHL teams sending the guys back to the Western League because they have to? I think if there was a year where you might want to bend that, this would be it. That's my thought. Well, think about this, Rod. You know, for, for, for Peyton, for Jamie Drysdale, for Braden Schneider, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm picking off players that played on Team Canada's World Junior Team. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're always trying to test yourself against the higher competition in, as part of your development to understand how much faster the game is played at, how much stronger the, the players are, what you need to work on in the offseason to, to get yourself in the best position for the NHL. So for all those players that are playing in the American Hockey League, Peyton, start with Peyton, it's such a benefit for them to understand that. So, so I understand, you, you, you know, the, the, the CHL-NHL agreement. How about I pose this question to you? How excited do you think those players are to come back and play in the CHL this year? There's nothing on the line. They're not playing for anything, right? I I think it's important for players to play. I love what the CHL is doing, the Western Hockey League, a bubble in Regina, Alberta, the U.S. teams, B.C. still to be determined. I think it's important for for, for the players overall to be playing. Let Peyton Krebs play down in Henderson. Let let Jamie Drysdale like leave them there, like because I, I, why would they? And, and I'm not I'm not suggesting that they're not going to compete or play hard, but they're not going to be excited about coming back. I know. And Damon Hunt, same thing with the Warriors. He's with San Jose's American Hockey League yeah. team. And the one thing that Krim said was he's like. Peyton has quarantined enough. He's like, I don't really want him sitting in a hotel room for 14 days now on his own, but um, he was very classy about it. It's Kelly, right? But it's, you know, and there's it's a bit of an argument amongst us junior guys over this because they're saying, well, the, why would they change the rules? This is the rules are the rules. And I'm like, they shouldn't be playing in the American League now at 18 and 19. So why not just leave them there if it's just for this year? I, th- I think we agree on that. Do we not? 100% Rod 100% we agree on it 
And and again, you know, think about Kelly. I mean, Kelly, uh, you know, you know what he did in the Western Hockey League as a player, as an executive. I mean, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. We know that, and 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 a terrific believer in junior hockey. So, you know, Kelly also doesn't want to, uh, you know, undercut, you know. Uh, the, the the teams and the, and, and the communities in the Western Hockey League either, but I think that this is th- this should be looked at in this regard. Let the players play where they're playing and get yourself set up for the 2020-21 season, which is next September when it begins. Start evaluating your younger players. Get all those players playing that haven't played, Rod. Get you know, get evaluations on your younger players. See where they're at, how far along they are in the process of being ready to compete at the Western Hockey League level. And then go from there with the idea that you're looking to 2020, 2021. Because, uh, because or, or sorry, 21, 22. 22. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 2021 is, is a transition year. It's a transition year. For all of us with the pandemic and and, and economically for hockey in in, in the different markets, it's a transition year there too. Just keep it there. And I agree with with Kelly. He's going to like, so Peyton advances, advances, advances. And now he's going to have to go back and and sit around for 14 days. No, like, (laughs) I wonder if players just said, I'm not going. Like I want, like no, no, no I, I, like, like I understand that. But if Peyton Krebs said, "No, I'm not coming back," like you know what, I'm not coming back. If you want me, I'll stay here. I'm, I'm not coming back to report. I'm not reporting back to to my team and went. I know hard, but I'm not. I'm not going off the ice for 14 days. I'll go rent ice here in Vegas, and I'm going to train on my own. You know, I, I like we know teams would help them, but I, I really wonder if they all banded together and said, "No, I'm not doing this." Yeah, who would stop them? Yeah, exactly. Well. We are out of time, but I forgot what I was going to tell you. Can you please speak to TSN programming? Because every morning I get up and ride the bike for 60 minutes, and tennis was on today. The Australian Open, and they didn't have Sports Center, and it screwed up my whole day. I learned to work out in the morning from yourself and Les Jackson when you came through town. So can you speak to TSN programming and at least have Sports Center on one of the five channels in the morning at 6 a.m.? Okay, I, I will make sure to pass that along. You pass on my best regards to Bobby yeah, and well. I will and, and to Kathy when you talk to her and to and to and to Marta, her dear mother. You know, let's not forget about Marta. Marta Marta was uh, great. I, I used to love what Doug and Marta would get together because, you know, Doug, Doug Senior was such a great guy and everything, but Marta had a way of putting him right in his place. Wives have a way of doing that, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Always good, Craig. Thanks for the time. Yeah, for sure. We'll catch up later. Tia sends Craig Button, and Kathy is logged in and ready to go from the curling bubble, and she's having a laugh over that. So I'm glad that she caught a bit of that chat with Craig Button. We will return in a moment. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on Facebook and YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. On this uh, Wednesday, we're coming to you live out of the bunker here in Western Canada. And we're going to be talking about the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. We're going to be talking about the Sandra Schmuller Foundation Telethon coming up on Sunday. All of these things with Kathy Overton, who joins us from the Calgary bubble, getting ready for the Scotties. And hey, Kathy, listen, I don't think we ever met, but the connection here was my dad and your dad worked for the Stars for years for Craig. And... Uh, so that's how that all came up. If you just tuned in late and wondered, what the heck are they talking about my mom and dad for on the Rod Peterson show? Well, I, I do know Craig, but I didn't realize that your dad worked with, with my dad. So um, now I'm sorry that I didn't share this with dad to watch today. But I didn't think I was ever going to get a turn to get on the show because Craig was like taking so much time and doesn't it's stop all... talking. <laughs> He's in the right profession, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> he is, not he? But... Uh, 26 years for my dad, and I think your dad was even longer, and I I did meet your brother and your dad at various drafts. So anyways, Kathy, I wanted to bring that up before we delved into the 
the main topics here today, which is curling. I mean, you're the fifth on Team Manitoba. I don't know where to start. Do you want to start with the Sandwich Murder Foundation telephone and then go into the bubble? Or, you know, sure. you're the guest. Yeah, what would you like to great. talk about? Yeah. You go ahead. Well, we... Well, we, we do want to talk about the telethon. As, as you know, with the pandemic going on, we're unable to have the telethon at the Scotties live, um, but we are doing it live Facebook um, and it's going to be Sunday and you can tune in and still make donations and any, any donations made now will go towards the telethon total. Um, so that's happening Sunday and um, we're hoping everyone can tune in there. You know, this, this is the 20th year, right? And uh, obviously, we're coming to you from Regina, so this is Sandra's uh, backyard, really, her home in a lot of ways, and we know her as the Queen of Hearts. What's this foundation meant to you? What, what did Sandra meant to you over the years? Yeah, well, I was fortunate enough to be um, competing on the ice with Sandra, a great competitor, um, great person. Um, she d- did a lot for the sport, uh, a lot for women's curling, and um, I've been fortunate to be a part of the foundation Oh, gosh, for I don't know when I started. I started with the scholarship program, and that's been going for nine years now. And then I became a board member. Um, so just just how engaged every board member is and how uh, the money raised and the work that's put in goes to saving, um, uh, purchasing life-saving equipment for babies born too, too, uh, too early. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a great foundation to be part of. Good. And to I carry wanted, on Sandra's legacy. Yeah, I wanted to ask what the uh, foundation is for and what the funds go towards. So, so you answered that. So it's Sunday on TSN. It's actually being produced out of this building. The goal is five hundred thousand dollars. And as we mentioned, twenty twenty is the twentieth anniversary of the foundation. But it's funny how it falls right in the middle of the Scotties. Like draw one goes Friday night, Kathy. Uh, how? What's the scene? What's the scene for the first ever bubble for the Scotties? Well, the scene currently is just the hotel room. Um, <laughs> everyone who's arriving, uh, arriving last night and today, we're in quarantine um, with temperature checks and wellness checks, um, more COVID testing. Um, we get to see the ice tomorrow for the first time. And, um, you know, all goes well. Practice again on Friday and then the first draw Friday night. Uh, I think Curling Canada has done an amazing job. Uh, I can't imagine the work that's gone behind to make this event run. Um, Just with all the emails and things are changing um, daily, but it's uh, we're being updated all the time and it's uh, it's been great so far. Forgive me for asking. I know in Saskatchewan, the the reps were appointed, so you'll be going up against Sherry Anderson, who you would know over the years. And on the men's side, Team Dunstone, who's got Manitoba roots in a way. How was the Manitoba rep selected by your association? So it was the past uh, last year's champion, um, which was Carrie Anderson's um, team, but they're defending champions. So it went to the runner up, which is uh, team Jennifer Jones. Um, team Peterson was selected uh, through the CTRS standings. Uh, there was three wild card spots. So um, they're going in as wild card number three, um, New, new young team. Um, they've been together a couple of years, but this is their first Scotties. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to be a good one to experience. Well, my last one for you is uh, how are you guys feeling going into this? Because we've, again, we've had Braden Muscoe in here. We've had Matt Dunstone in here. They, you guys haven't thrown a lot of rocks <laughs> for a while. Yeah. So how are you feeling about that? Yeah, you know, I actually, through Rocks, we were able to, to sneak in some, the Manitoba Open the Club uh, to us on Saturday. And um, it's like riding a bike, really. Um, it didn't seem any different to get on the ice, obviously. Um, the girls hadn't been on the ice since November, so they did get some events in this year. Um, you know, they've had lots of Zoom calls and everything. So um, I think it's, it's just being prepared mentally and... Um, to, to enjoy the experience, it's certainly going to be a different experience, not have any fans in the stands and, um, you know, not being able to, to go anywhere, just the hotel and the rink. So um, for sure, a different look for the Scotties. But I think everyone's just so excited that the event is running. Uh, people can watch on TV and uh, people can just get on the ice and curl. 
No doubt, a captive audience. Curling Zone is watching. They are saying, Kathy, we are all excited to get the big event underway. You know them well, and we've got a lot of viewers of Manitoba. David Ice writes in and says, Scotty's Tournament of Hearts. Kathy has seven gold, one silver, four bronze. Crazy unreal. Manitoba, great. So obviously you know that the buys and crowds behind you, I'm sure you'll feel it as you get ready to, you guys get ready to take to the ice there. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for the time. Good catching up, and good luck. We'll be watching. Thanks so much for having me, and thanks. You bet. Kathy Overton joining us from Team Manitoba, talking about the Sandwich Merler Telethon, uh, the Sandwich Merler Foundation Telethon going Sunday. And I'm calling this up because our Scotty's coverage is brought to you by Verge Agriculture, smart software for producers, easily integrates into current GPS systems to optimize in-field operations, visual path plans, and maximize productivity. They are based out of Calgary. We'll be back with Viewer Takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And uh, Moose DuPont has rejoined us. I need to jump into a sports update here. Kyle Lowry exited last night's game in Milwaukee with a sore left ankle in the third quarter. And Coach Nick Nurse says the team should know more about the injury today. The ankle problem caused Lowry to go to the locker room late in the first half, though he returned to start the third quarter before leaving for good. Raps went on to win the game by a score of 124-113. The Maple Leafs will try and recover from an embarrassing collapse at home two nights ago against the Sens when they host Ottawa in a rematch tonight. Toronto blew a 5-1 lead on its way to a 6-5 OT loss. The Flames welcome the Canucks two nights after Calgary beat Vancouver 4-3 in overtime. It's the fourth straight meeting between the two clubs. And Toronto FC opens its training camp today in a winter wonderland with a new coach in Chris Armis. Questions remain as TFC kicks off the post-Greg Vanny era. Questions are where Toronto will play its home games. <laughs> That's chief among them. Heesh. Get sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and Liquor Store. Uh, drive through Liquor Store, corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha. Order yours at g2gbars.ca. It's got a message here. It is viewer takeover. And James Henderson in... Uh, Morden, Manitoba says, so much Manitoba love on the RP show. Thank you. Well, you can attest to this. It was kind of started by Manitoba in Winnipeg. They started it. Oh, they, yeah. were the, they were the nicest ones. They were the ones to welcome us first, and we thought it would yeah. only be so nice to reciprocate, and we got a nice thing going on. Okay, what's up with you? What have you been doing? Um, I've been uh, getting out of the sun here for a little bit, which has been good. I'm <sighs> um, getting ready for an afternoon of business. Got a lot of things cooking, which is great. I'm mean, I'm really excited where we're going, but uh, no, it's great. I'm really, you know, I've, the phone has been blowing up a little bit. The curling coverage starting on Friday is really exciting. I'm excited for the Scotties, and then we just found out on the men's side, Wayne Madoff. You remember that name? He mm-hmm. skipped Ontario for years. He's very successful. He was like a fifth, I believe, or part of the group of Team Howard. Glenn Howard's not that healthy. He's dealing with an injury. So Wayne Madaw is going to have a bigger role, and we're probably going to see him curl at the Briar. So I'm excited to see Sweet. him play. Yeah. From the viewers, William May says, Hey, Rod, what type of goalie are you? One, Billy Smith. Two, Ron Hextall. Three, Patrick Waugh. Or four, Grant Fear. I would say five, none of the above. My family would laugh when I say Ken Dryden, but I am six, three and a half, and the crossbar is right in my small of my back. So think of a tall goalie who plays a stand-up style. That's me. But my dad would be Ron Hextall. My dad used to hack and slash. He used to say, if there's a guy standing in front of you, doesn't matter the team. Whack him right in the ankles. They'll get out of the way for you. <laughs> if it doesn't matter if it's your guy or the other team. That was from my dad. Take him down. Uh, Cal Filson writes in. From the 535, and he says, I am so confident that the Rough Riders are playing this season. I paid for my season tickets last week. Well, if the, if the CFL does play, I believe that there won't be fans, but good on you, Cal, for supporting. Chris Bird in Toronto says, I sure hope that the CFL fans have a way to watch games on a pay per view basis. 
this year so as many people as possible can watch the games in empty stadiums. See, there's a guy saying we're going to be in the stands. Here's the guy saying they're not going to be in the stands. And we sit here in the middle of February and we have no idea I know. how it's going to play out. We really don't. We have no clue. And, you know, we hope that there'll be fans for sure. We can want that. But we don't know because the, the league hasn't told us. And until they tell us what they're working on and, and uh, you know, if they're planning for, for fans, then uh, we can expect that. Well, you saw the comments from Suter. Should this, I'm so used to the CFL not really saying anything that I don't, I don't even expect anything from them anymore. Right. You? I know. No, you don't. Right? What would lead us to expect them to tell us what's going to happen? Nothing. Right? So all we can do is guess and, and use the evidence we have, which is teams making moves and schedules announced and all those regular mm. off-season things to lead us to think that they'll play. But we don't know how or when. Here come all the questions. And we don't have time. But Jeff in the zone says, hey, Rod and Darren, what sports do you guys enjoy to watch the most? Hockey, basketball, baseball, football? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm 60-40 hockey football. Maybe 70-30. Mm-hmm. But... More hockey than football, but those are the two small fractions, baseball, lacrosse, da 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 What are yours, your makeup? Yeah, I'm, uh, what would you say, 35-35. What, hockey, 30. football? Hockey, football. Well, it's more like 40-40-20. Hockey, football, tennis. And not math isn't in there anywhere. No, it is not. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> uh, hey, the Kensman Telemiracle 5050 lottery is live now. Purchase your tickets at telemiracle5050.ca. We'll be making the draw on Friday, February 26th, announcing it just before the start of Telemiracle 45 on February 27th. The Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. You have to be 19 years of age. Or over and physically in the province of Saskatchewan to purchase your tickets. Again, it's telemiracle5050.ca. Please help us out. Help out Kinsman making people's lives a little better. Tomorrow on the program, Sportsnet's Eric Angles talking Montreal Canadiens, Saskatoon Blades head coach Mitch Love, and retro Winnipeg Jets author Jeff Kirbyson. Busy day today. We'll see you all tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. Hands up, Alan. McFly, hello! For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.